from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, it's The Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. I am Rachel Cruz, Ramsey personality, hosting this hour with best-selling author and Ramsey personality, Dr. John Deloney. And we are here to answer your calls, and it's a free call anywhere in the country at 888-825-5225. All right, we're going to start off. Hold on, wait, this, wait, 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 uh, it's launch day, yo. Oh, I was going to get to a call first, but no. it's launch day. We'll jive right headfirst into we it. We finally have a book that's at my reading level <laughs> coming out of this company, and I'm excited for it. It's a children's book. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad for what I have. So it's my kid's book that is out uh, right now, so you can you can go and order at ramseysolutions.com. I can't wait to buy them for all my family it's amazing thank it's like you really great all about contentment and great for this holiday season that we're about to embark in i know and george is writing these money books i can't understand but i can understand you this can one. understand this lots one. of pictures That's yes right. baby squirrels baby they squirrel. ask for more and more baby they squirrels. gather as much as their burrows would store so yeah. get hey, ready you, hey get that ready. looks really great it's really actually amazing yes thank you so yes i'm glad for what i have is out today awesome all right let's see if uh michael in new york who's up next let's see if michael has any kids mike 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 mike, mike. Michael, do you have any children? Um, I got one on the way coming. Yes! <laughs> uh, Good. Hang on the line. We're going to send you a book. I'm going to send you my new kid's book for the new baby on the way. Okay, how far along is your wife? <laughs> uh, very early. It's like uh, we're about eight weeks, nine weeks, something like that. Oh, my gosh. Oh, this is just now I'm becoming the, real. I'm the first baby gift. I have a feeling, Michael, that will be given that to you. Coming. Okay. Well, <laughs> That's awesome. Thank hang you. on the line after this call, but how can we help? So, um, you know, since, uh, you know, me and my wife got married about t- two years ago, and she's very reluctant on attacking her uh, $120,000 uh, student loan debt she has. Um, right now, she's, uh, you know, I'm willing to help her with it. You know, I'm, you know, I'm definitely there for her to help her with it. But she doesn't want to make the steps for herself to really attack it. So I want to, you know, every time I bring it up to her, she gets, you know, a little defensive. She doesn't want to really talk about it. So I'm just trying to get a way to get us on the same page. Yeah. Uh, it's a great question. And I think, Michael, you know, just even the way you have kind of phrased the situation, even to us, it does feel like a his and her mentality. So, yeah, when you go to her about her debt, it can feel like an accusation or, you know, you're you're wanting something that she doesn't want and it's about her stuff. So that's where things get really messy and really you know, yeah, I, I understand why she probably is feeling the way she is, because I think the mindset that you guys have, not just the student loan debt, but just in general with money and the way you guys look at this as a team sitting down and saying, hey, before like we're going to talk about the $120,000 student loan debt, let's talk about like the values of our family and our soon to be right family with all that that kids are coming into the picture, uh, which is very mm-hmm. exciting. But hey, what what do we value? What do we want as a family? Do we want to be debt-free? Do we want to live without debt? Do we want to be a generous couple? Like, what are these values that we want to have? And out of those values is where you can make these tactical decisions like paying off student loan debt. So I think that's one of the bigger conversations, Michael, that I would encourage you guys to have is as a couple. And, and, and money fights and money problems. I mean, this is a big tension point for people, but it's not just because of the money. It's usually the things underneath it that get stirred up because values are not aligned. Does that make sense? Sure, sure. What um, what, um what, what shuts her down when you start having the conversation? Why does she withdraw? Um, 
you know, I come to her and I'll be like, you know, babe, you know, I'll, I'll ask her because I'll be like, how's that? How's uh, you doing with your student loan? And she pays it every month. All right, hold on. I want to stop you right there. I want to stop right there. Are y'all married? Yes. Yeah, it's y'all's. Yep, exactly. It's no, y'all's. I, I totally agree. It's y'all's. So do y'all have separate accounts? Yes, we do. Okay. And I'm not a fan of it. I'd rather our accounts be together, but... And she won't join your accounts with you? Uh, she's reluctant. Why? She's reluctant. How come? That's a great question. We, we, we've had that uh, conversation before. What does she say? Um, she's like, oh, well, you know, it's really like spinning the wheels, to be honest with you. I, I couldn't give you the exact uh, wording on it. I haven't spoken to her about it in a little bit. So he, um, here's a conversation that happened in my house about 10 or 15 years into being married. Mm-hmm. I realized that my dad was a policeman growing up. And there were seasons when he would put his debit card in knowing there was no money in that account, but he had babies to feed. Right. And I remember money being this pulsing neon sign that told me that my family wasn't enough and that my Mm -hmm. dad's service to his community wasn't enough and that I was less than all of my friends because they could buy cars and they could go on vacations and so I didn't want to talk about money, and I thought it was fighting my wife, and I wasn't. What I was fighting was my childhood. Sure. And the only sure. way we got to that conversation was the time my wife said the words, John, I am scared to death. And it took the air out of my lungs. And so I think there's a conversation to have about, hey, have you paid your thing? Have I paid my thing? And dude, like Rachel said, y'all will dance around this thing forever until you have a baby and then it will be like, I want to have it at home. I want to have it at the hospital. I want it, right? And then it's just going to go on and on. It's getting to that that underneath thing that Rachel was talking about. Hey, honey, sure. I feel like you have your life and I have my life. And we're about to have a baby. And I've been coming at you with numbers and plans and your money and my money. I'm scared to death we are going to create a life that we just co-manage this household, and I want to do life as one. Will no, you join me in that? You see what I'm saying? That's you taking a knee. Because let's say this. Sure. What, your plan hasn't worked. The way you've tried hasn't worked. Try and it no, won't try because no she won't. Right. If she doesn't want to do it, she doesn't have to do it, you know, the yeah. way it's set up. Right. right. But it's it's not like, it's just odd to me because it's not like we make bad money. We make decent money. It has, no, it has nothing to do with that. Know. All that does is buy you some margin to be a little more stupid and a little more separate. <laughs> right? If you both are making $7 an hour, you have to pool this money because <laughs> you can't, you can't, this, because y'all make good money, it allows y'all to do stupid for longer. Yeah, sure. and Michael, and I think yeah. too, you know, if if I was in this situation and my husband came to me and just said, and, it, and it's a, instead of a pointing fingers accusation, it is, it's, it's a different posture, honestly, of the conversation of saying, God, what is underneath that, babe? Like, what, what, what is the thing that scares you so much that is making you so hesitant, not just to pay the bills, but for us to be together as a team? Because that's almost, Michael, more concerning to me than just $120,000 student loan bill, which needs to be paid. But this, this mindset shift. So I would want knowing in in humility and kindness Michael that you want to know her like you want to you want to know what's going on and having that conversation with her and then on a very tactical side just to give you something 
even pull together your income and just say, hey, how long, map out, how long would it take us to pay this off? If we like really dove in and like at least give some kind of plan and let that even be a tactical step too. Because sometimes this idea in your head of paying off, it's like, I don't know how, I don't know what the first step is. But if you initiated that even, it could be a jumping off point too into the conversation. But Hey, I we're going to give you Ramsey, uh, we're going to give you FPU as our gift to you. Yeah, hold on the line. We'll give you the book. Uh, God for what I have in FPU. So here's a quick math refresher. There are only 24 hours in a day, so your business needs to streamline tasks that are time suckers and focus on activities that make money. So to reduce headaches as they scale, smart businesses use NetSuite by Oracle, the number one cloud financial system. NetSuite helps you improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform. So join the more than 37,000 smart businesses like Ramsey Solutions that have done the math and graduated to NetSuite. And right now you can download NetSuite's KPI checklist absolutely free at netsuite.com slash Ramsey. That's netsuite.com slash Ramsey. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I am Rachel Cruz hosting this hour with Dr. John Deloney. And, you know, Christmas, uh, have y'all started shopping yet, John? Yes, we have. You have? Yes. Well, good for you. But we're doing, we're doing it different this year. This year, um, we're not going to buy a thousand things. Okay. We're going to do a couple of things. Yes. And be very intentional. Yes, with it. And so, yeah, we're already thinking that through. So nice. So nice. Well, we know that Christmas is a big deal to all of you watching and listening and if you're a fan of the show and fan of this content and you want to give out some things that have to do with whether it's your mental health, your career, your money, there's a lot of meaningful gifts for Christmas during our $12 sale. So shop our best-selling books, The Total Money Makeover, Baby Steps Millionaires, and Own Your Past, Change Your Future for just $12. And also, uh, John's Questions for Humans Christmas Edition is back. And all those conversation cards are as low as $10 right now. And these sold out last year. The Christmas so. ones were gone, so we got more. We're ready okay, to go. Ready to go. So make sure you guys to check all of that out at RamseySolutions.com slash store. The $12 sale is there for you. So order the books, order the stuff to give away to your friends and family, and actually let it be a meaningful gift, you know, that you give that's actually going to help them in their life. So RamseySolutions.com slash store. All right, up next, we have Logan here in Nashville. Hey, Logan, welcome to the show. Hi, Rachel. How are you? We are doing well. How can we help? Yeah, I wish I was better than I deserve. Oh. Uh, What's up, man? Sorry, Logan. What's going on? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Okay. Um, um, anyway, um, so currently... Um, I do have uh, some debt I got to deal with, um, and I never thought I would actually be calling into the show um, after all these years. But um, so currently, I do have some uh, credit card debt. Um, I have a little bit of student loans left. Uh, I am married. My wife has a little bit of student loan debt too. But basically, this year we've had a tr- we've had a lot of trouble with cash flow. Um, her um, her job's not, you know, just basically paying her by check. She was working remotely, and okay. things kind of fell behind. And, um, and are feeling the stress. I think we're, yeah, we are feeling the stress. Um, and we actually, in our, and, and I mean this lightly because um, our marriage did kind of uh, was a little bit on the rocks, but, you know, we both want to make things work out. So I guess 
the best way to go forward about this because I mean I know I got a little bit of I probably got a few years as far as an uphill battle as far as debt yeah um, the snowball debt and everything but how can I get her um, on board with this without feeling with you know on the same page as me uh, without feeling you know so anxious and everything and um, basically I suggest my question yeah okay so just a couple of just tactical questions Logan how much do you guys make a year. Um, so I make around 48 on one job. Uh, I am taking, I am taking a second part-time job. So, um, and she makes around 38. Okay. All right. So, and then, um, before taxes, before taxes. Sure. And then how much debt is, how much debt are we talking? How much student loan debt combined and credit Uh, cards combined? Uh, so my student loan is 6,000, um, which is not bad. I mean, it's just I haven't paid it in a couple of years, mainly because, well, we won't get into you, it. You haven't had uh, to, yeah. <laughs> yeah but then, How much is hers? Uh, uh, hers is around 17 Okay. And uh, how much credit card debt do you guys have? Uh, 13 okay. Uh That's over two cards. One is uh, one is approaching the max out. And the, the, the culprit of it is, uh, you know, our rent's seventeen hundred dollars a month right now, and uh, there were hey, times. Hey, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, Logan, Logan, Logan. Yeah, yeah. Not the culprit. Yes. Not the culprit. I'm yes. listening to you talk, and you have very distant language from reality. Here's what I mean yes. by that. We had some trouble with cash flow. No, y'all didn't make enough money, and you spent too much. The main right. culprit is. The rent. It's not. It's not. The main culprit is we have chosen to make 38 and 48 and not work one job, two job, three jobs. We've chosen to live in a city. I All of the healing that has to happen in this household is going to start with y'all both choosing reality. Right. And not living in this. This world is descending upon us in all these ways. No, dude, we're going to take it right by the horns and say what is real and what is not what is real is we are broke what is real is dude you don't have a ton of debt you have too much but i thought you were going to say one hundred and fifty thousand dollars. the way you're just sounding like eeyore like oh well it's all coming down (laughs) bro it's not you know what i mean it feels like it by my standards because this wasn't a problem two years ago and i mean yeah but you stop being intentional yeah exactly that's it yeah Why'd you stop being intentional? Um, I don't know. I I'm just thinking about like why? Just be, just give me a straight, right on answer. Why'd you stop being intentional? I guess it's because I cared too much. Because the thing is, this was a this was a philosophy. You know, Dave's philosophy was something that was important to me, and then I found myself in this position. But I guess what I didn't do was make sure that. Uh, I did the necessarily necessary things to keep us out of this position. Um, Perfect. That's the kind of now, ownership you need moving forward. Because now you're going yeah. to, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay, and, what, and what's your wife's hesitation? Because I know you were asking about the marriage part of that. What is her, well, why is she, why is she hesitant? Well, she's never really, I'd see the best way to put this. Um, Just say it. Just say it. Just say it. <laughs> she's not. She's never really focused on this aspect of life. Just okay. 
So she's a free spirit. She's a spender. She doesn't really want to be bogged down with the details. Right. At, at least she used to be worse. Um, but obviously okay. this past couple of years, she's saying, okay, we need to do something. Yeah. Yeah. Logan, there's a, there's a feeling I'm having and I could be totally off base because even the way you're talking about the marriage, your marriage, and then the money stuff, there's just a level of kind of like life is just happening to us and kind of a level of apathy that starts to kind of just sink in and you kind of just become going with the flow. And there's not this, and I'm not saying you have to live your entire life intense 24 seven, but realizing that people that win in life that have a healthy marriage doesn't just happen, right? They work on it. They go to therapy, they read books, they sit down with couples that have a marriage that they want. They, they practice communication. They, they fight about, I mean, like they, they do the work with money, people that win with money, it doesn't just happen. Like they are so focused, so intentional, right? So there's there's this level of intensity. I kind of just like want to shoot through the air right now <laughs> to you and your wife to be like, you guys can do this. Like your numbers, and especially if you get a second job, like you guys can make real progress, but you have to care. Like you have to get in this place. And I think you may be there where you're realizing, oh my gosh, I don't know where else to go. That's why you're calling us. But there's this... Um, this intensity that I want you guys to have that's going to help you get through this process, this lackadaisical kind of attitude, it kind of just, you, you kind of end up getting what you're getting and that's and nothing changes. There has to be some level of deep change for you guys and there's a level of passion there for life, for your marriage, for your money, like all of this to do it on purpose, right? And And I would want you and your wife to be on that same page and working towards that same value system, that same goal. This sounds like I'm going to come out of left field. Do you exercise, dude? Um, I do every day. I'm a uh, delivery driver, so it okay. feels like it. So, <laughs> <laughs> like, or, what do you get passionate about? Um, well, honestly, uh, about music, because I am a musician, and that's why I came to Nashville. And I actually, mm. uh, I actually made a living as a self-employed musician for years. Then the pandemic happened, and I kind of went in other directions. Okay. But I still play. Well, I want you to deal with the loss of that, of that identity, that who you are. And that, I'm, I'm guessing, Rachel, there is a sense of just kind of lost at sea. Yeah. And good for you. I know some musicians who just sit on their hands. Good for you for getting out there and throwing boxes to put for food sure. on your table. That's amazing. But I want you to find some vigor again, like Rachel said. Like, find some passion, some intensity. Sit down with your wife and hold both of her hands and say, let's do this. You can do it. If current times have shown us anything, it's that the least expected events can and will happen, and we have to deal with it. That's why everyone who has a family counting on them needs term life insurance. For over 25 years, the only insurance company I've recommended is Xander Insurance. Not only because they search all of the top term life plans to find you the best rates, but over the years, they have constantly changed and updated their systems to make the whole process simpler and easier to get the protection needed. You can now apply with a completely touchless experience with everything being done either over the phone or the internet. They also have plans with super competitive rates that don't require an exam, allowing you to skip a step and get the coverage you need faster. Go to Xander.com or call 800-356-4282. Great rates and a simple process mean there's no excuse to not get this done, people. 
So, John, inevitably, what money brings up at times for people in their relationships are just these like little awkward moments, you know? I know you and I. Things come up. You and I have have talked to couples who are like um, seeing each other naked, made kids, uh, bought homes together, (laughs) don't know how to talk about money. And they're like, "Uh, I just don't want to bring it up. It's like, y'all made a human. Like, yeah, I know, but it's weird, right? <laughs> totally. It's a thing. And within friends and family and oh, in-laws dude. and parents. I mean, all of it. How I'm much like, you making over there, Deloney? It's, such a, <laughs> right? so, it's like, so like, really? So, <laughs> Go Banking Rights had these awkward questions. And and George Campbell and I on the happy on Smart Money Happy Hour, we've talked a lot. We, we've had this conversation because there's so many that come up in life. And I don't feel as awkward just because I guess I, we just talk about money every day it's our job so i'm like i don't even think twice about it um but for so many people either. it 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 is such a thing so let me I, tell you a quick deloney thing about awkward I, can i do this james so um <laughs> i was creating uh, questions for humans sex and intimacy thing we we're working through and some people in the building were like john this is super awkward super awkward and i was like i asked these questions to my friends so i went home to <laughs> sheila my wife and i was like Hey, these are all questions like I've asked at dinner parties across. And she goes, and I quote, yeah, John, you've been making dinner awkward for a long time. And I didn't know. I was like, oh, geez. Okay. All right. So anyway. Like, I know you're very comfortable with all these questions I'm way about too, sex. Okay. But we get, so, so James split these questions up. And so I don't know what Rachel's about to ask me. And she doesn't know what I'm about to ask her. So you go first because mine starts at number two. Okay. So I'm going to, I'm going to um, put it in. As if I'm asking you. Okay. okay? Awkward money yeah. question. So, John, uh, how much money did you make last year? <laughs> we did good. <laughs> we, we, we were blessed last year. Well, I feel like it's a fair conversation. People are talking about their income a lot. And it's yeah. just, it's it's kind of a little selfish to hold it all in. Because if I know what you're making, then maybe it's going to help me. So, how? It would. But, like, one of the most common things people tell me is I'm selfish with private things. <laughs> and, like, you're exactly right. <laughs> I like to keep that between me and my wife. I tried to really. That's it. Go in there. Okay. So if someone, because that's a trend right now. Oh, to ask how much? Oh, yeah. Oh. Gen Z's like all in it. And because they're like, yeah, if my friend's in marketing and I'm in marketing, I should know what she makes. But you super should. Because because if she's making more than me, then I have the potential to make more. I just don't know I could be making more. If I don't know what everyone else is making. See, here's my challenge with that. Here's, oh my gosh. Here's my challenge with that. It goes back to the book you just wrote. If me and my leader, Jeremy Breland, we shook hands. Yeah. Here's what I'm here's what I agree to. It doesn't matter at all what you make. Because I agreed to this. I shook hands. The only time it's unethical, I think, is if we agree and shake hands and we say on X dollar amount and he pays me Y. And he pays me less. And I'm like, hey, we agreed well, that's, on this. That's but that's talking about within your leader your person that's paying you i'm uh-huh. talking about your friend or this does say colleague oh this does say colleague, colleague yeah. <gasps> oh yeah. yeah but hey if i knew how much you made John, you do as know because you're on the board <laughs> so you know exactly what i make so there you go okay number two all right number two you're asked to donate to charity but don't want to okay so mm. hey rachel I got mine. I got, um, I will you donate to the, the grocery store all the time will you donate no no no, no. round up not not the school stuff i'm your friend and we work together would you donate to my pet parent fund <laughs> to help pet parents, particularly cat moms and dog dads all across the United States? Would you donate to that charity? Is it a 501c3? It, it could be. Okay. <laughs> it's an OU812. Well, Winston and I, we actually planned out all of our giving. Oh, so you instantly went to blame the husband. Right. That was well played. Winston and I. I said both of us. We are one. 
this, <laughs> we have planned out our giving for the year. So we give to three organizations. So that's already planned out. And we kind of have a miscellaneous giving. So let me chat with him. But we usually put we usually give to individuals in that fund, so um, you can apply next year to the Rachel and Winston giving fund. Wow! I'm just kidding. You can imagine like a, a a girl scout coming to your door with Girl Scout cookies. You'd be like, "Oh, well, here's I, an application. You yeah. can apply for next year." All right, I go did for buy it. wreaths from a Boy Scout last week because I wanted to support the Scouts. And I buy Girl Scout cookies by the wagon load. So there you go. Then mints. Okay, next one. Um, hey John, can I can I borrow some money? No. <laughs> what do you need? I'll give it to you, but I'm not going to loan it to you. Uh, I just don't loan money. Yeah. Because it makes But I feel weird. I, I can pay it back in six months. But that's cool. If I feel like I can give it to you, I'll just, yeah, I won't take it back. All right. That's how you handle that one, people. Just give. It's a gift. Never hey, um, Rachel, I borrowed $500 and I didn't pay you back. I'm sorry. I forgot to pay you back. That's fine. I gave it to you. Oh, you just switched it? I don't loan Because originally you loaned it, but oh, okay, cool. Wait, is that your number four? Yeah, someone forgot to pay you back. Oh. Okay, wait, okay, wait, okay. hold on. Uh, how much? 500? Like for plane, like say like we were all going on like a couple's trip. And yeah, I, like, I didn't have it. it. Was it if you don't have it or you have it and you just forgot to pay me back? Because I have forgetful friends in my life. And they're like, oh, I meant to Venmo you. I right? just got that text this morning. I forget all the time. Yeah, yeah. so if it's like you have the money, it's like, oh, we forgot to pay you and want some back for the plane tickets. I'm like, that's fine. You can just spend money today. No worries. Yeah. Yeah. But so if, you someone, if, if your friend agrees to it. if you don't have the money, yeah. then forget it. I, I'm not holding that over you. Okay. Um, okay. So we're out at a uh, on a double date and you leave the waiter $10 oh. on a nice meal. <laughs> not a great tipper. What do you do? This reminds me of a Friends episode where Rachel Green's dad, anyone <laughs> didn't tip well and Ross swooped in there and changed the tip. Oh, dude, I'm, I'll, what do you do? I'll make a big ordeal What do you, Wait, to your friends? Yeah, I will. Even if it's not a great friend? If it's not a great friend, yeah, if I don't know them yeah, that well? you don't know them that well. I'll over tip. No, but what I'll if, they, what if they bought the meal and there's one bill sitting on the counter or sitting on the table? I've actually, I've actually left money before. Just left some yeah, cash. What if you I don't have. have cash? Change it? Would you? Well, I, no, I guess you could I, do that. I don't do that yeah, to their yeah, money. Yeah, you can't yeah. do that. Yeah. Not good. Um, you're on a date, and they ask about how much money you make. I haven't dated. The, you and this Winston thing just didn't work out. And so you're on a date <laughs> with Dan, and Dan's like, Rachel, how, how much money do you make? How many dates has it been? Three. Yeah, no, sorry. No. You don't get that, no. no. If we're like, if we're about to be, if we're about to like, oh yeah, I'm in love, he's in love, and we are, and this is it. Then we're talking money. We're planning for like next stages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then, 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 then I share. So, it. would you want it to be not on a third day, uh, surprise? But I want what to be not a surprise, but like, um, Dave tells a story of like you, you all, and your spouses knew that Dave and Sharon were doing good, but didn't know like, oh wow. And so, I would imagine I would have liked that conversation to be had after I was married, so there wasn't this. I would always be able to know I'm not some, somebody isn't looking over my shoulder or I'm not a part of a bigger plan this person has. They love me for me. Oh, I hear what you're I saying. I like driving yeah. an 88 to sell easy hatchback because I knew my wife loved me. It was not for not anything after the I money. brought. No, not after yeah, the yeah, money. Yeah. No, I can see that. Totally. All um, right. You have a roommate. Yeah. Uh, and he's not paying his fair share. Oh, uh, you have to have that hard conversation. Yeah. I and do. that looks like You agreed like to what? rent. You agreed to pay rent. Bro, and if you don't, 
Yeah, and here's the thing. Bro. People always say, I don't want to screw this up. Like, I don't want to make the relationship all weird. They did. All you're doing is addressing addressing the the weirdness that they have made. Yes. They have violated your friendship. It's not you. That's a good point. And they'll often go, are you seriously going to just like throw me out? I'm simply responding to your lack of character and your your violation of our friendship. You did it. I've just got to call spade a spade. I can't afford all this rent. I got to go get another roommate now. Who yeah. will actually pay rent? Are you serious? Does that make sense? It's yes, hard. That's a great point. But all though, I'm I doing never, is calling it out. Yes, I've never thought about that. You haven't done anything wrong. Right. I had a group of friends in in, in college, and we may or may not have gotten in trouble. And it was fascinating because every person in line was no, that was it was me. Next person, ah, dude, that was me. And the person yep. eventually it was like, y'all get out, right? Yep. It wasn't the if you tell on me. Because that makes me a bad friend totally, for letting you totally. go down for me, right? So yes, I think yes. we get that out of order all the time. Yep, yep. Um, hey, you can't afford to be a part of someone's bridal's party. I want you to oh. be at my wedding, but it's $7,000. <laughs> Fly to Acapulco. <laughs> all, these, all these destinations. Yeah, uh, man, I will be there in attendance. I just, we, I can't, I, I don't have money to be able to do it. I would just, just try to it. say it. I would just say it, yeah. Y'all, if money wasn't awkward, I don't know. I don't know if it still is. I feel like we really helped a lot of people out. We just solved America. There you go, America. We helped a lot of people out with that segment. (laughs) Embrace the awkwardness, people. Embrace it. Head into it. This is The Ramsey Show. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. It is a free call anywhere in the country at 888-825-5225. Up next, we have Ashton. In Panama City Beach, Florida. Hey, Panama. Hey, Ashton. Hey, guys. You live hey, in a great a area. From you. Oh, you know it is beautiful. The Emerald Coast. It is. A lot of Nashville people head your way on most breaks. School yes, breaks. Ma'am. Yes, man. In one month, me and my wife may drive up to Franklin to see you folks. Come on. Oh, I hope you do. Come join us. We yes, have some ma'am. lovely people right now in the lobby watching the show. We have lots of visitors. A lot. So. Tell him I said hi. I will. Ashton says hi, everyone. Ashton says <laughs> hi. How can we help? Yes. So me and my wife, we are blessed beyond measure. We are Gen Zers to kind of follow and piggyback off what, what you just said. And we talk about money all the time. We communicate. And we are blessed because we're in baby step 3B now. However, um, we're really just in a place where we really don't know what to do with our money um, because we are having to travel four different locations in a matter of nine months for her doctor of physical therapy school. And so we're in the second rotation now and we have a fully funded emergency fund, no student loan debt, no, no consumer debt whatsoever. Good for you guys. And we don't necessarily, oh, yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. We are blessed. Like I said, um, but however, I just really want to make sure we do things properly. I don't want to make any mistakes. However, I know life's all about making mistakes, right? <laughs> yeah. No detrimental ones. We don't as want. much as possible. Yes. Okay. So, um, so if you guys are past baby step three, are you guys homeowners? We are not homeowners. And that's kind of where I was getting at is like, we're having to bounce around to these different cities. Yeah. So we were in Tulsa for the first one. Now we're here in Florida and the next, third and fourth one's going to be in Missouri. So we really just don't know where we're going to end up. And I don't necessarily know if we're even going to be looking to buy a home soon based on where we're going to live, if that makes sense. For sure. So you know what I would do, Ashton? I would um, be funding retirement. Are you guys putting Uh, any money away? You know, that's the thing is like we call this storm mode just because we're 
our life's pretty chaotic right now. In the nine months, we have to really live out of our suitcases and Airbnb, cash flow, everything like that. And so it's really hard to like really get the budget down when it comes to knowing what's going to, what the months are going to look like um, in the next month. So we're really just saving everything that we have in order to be able to cash flow. Um, it's, it's a unique situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On- and that's fair. And nine months for retirement isn't going to be absolutely detrimental, but I also don't want to, for that to be on pause right. for too long, right? right. So I, if I were you guys, I would map mid- out I would map out as much as mm-hmm. I could the next three moves and the next nine months and just to say, okay, on average, how much is the Airbnb going to be in Missouri? Is it If we're going to be there for six months, is it cheaper to rent somewhere for a six-month rent or Airbnb? Like I would I would kind of start pricing out your options just to get a ballpark. Because here's what I don't want to happen, Ash, and I don't know, this may not be your case, but I don't want everything, you know, in those nine months to cost you guys, you know, I'm just going to throw out random numbers, 20 grand, and you guys have... 50 saved and you could actually be putting some of that in the market because you have plenty of of margin so so you are telling me though that you feel like there's not a ton of margin you're not just being overly cautious you guys are really like hey this money we we really need and we'll probably use just just based on living off of my income to kind of give you an idea my wife's full-time clinical so she's putting in 40 hours no pay because it's called education with quotations right yeah (laughs) what a racket right Um, Exactly, exactly. You know, Dr. John Deloney, um, the higher education thing. I understand. Um, so, yeah, we're, we're blessed beyond measure. However, we're making about 50000 But praise God, we've only spent 37000 in a year. And okay. so we're definitely living below what we're making, yeah. but we're not making a ton. Okay, that know? makes sense. I mean, yeah. yeah. Yes, ma'am. For sure. So, yeah. So, I mean, I would be fine with that kind of storm mode mentality, having things in a in a high yield savings account and just kind of staying afloat until the nine months. But at nine months, uh, do you guys know where you're going to land? Do you think you know what city you guys will be at long term or no? It's okay if the answer is no. Yeah, I'm just curious. That's the kicker because she's Native American and that's why she's getting a full ride scholarship for grad school. Oh, it's wow. Like a contract, though. She has to go work for a clinical or hospital that's under the Indian Health Service. Yeah. And so that is such a blessing knowing that she'll have to get a job. If she yep. doesn't get a job within 90 days, they're just going to place her randomly. So it's a lot of stress. Okay. You know? Okay. Yeah. But, hey, so Ashton, I want to throw something at you. It could be. Oh, what's that, sir? I want to throw something at you. Oh, so there's a strange thing that happens um, when you're. <laughs> the nerd word is agency, okay? Or autonomy. Yeah. But when your body understands that somebody else is directing your life, mm. it will sound the anxiety alarms. It will mm. make you uncomfortable. And yeah. most of us, when we start feeling that discomfort, we start trying to solve problems mm. that are just over the hill. Right. Does that make sense? It sure does. And Part of I me mean, feels like you are stretching because... Uncomfortable though, right? Well, part of me thinks... I mean, you've got the plan. Rachel just laid it out to you. Just dump money into an, uh, an HSA, a high-yield savings account. Not HSA, but high-yield savings account. And focus on living every day the best you can for the next nine months. And then where y'all get... Because I think a lot of this is just spun-up energy that you're trying to dissipate by extra, extra, extra planning. A hundred percent. I'm such a type A planner, the nerd. I've got my every dollar inside spreadsheet. So, dude, homie, listen... Get into working out. Get into hiking. Get into doing something oh, I love to golf else. And fish. I'll tell you that. Do what? 
I do love the golf and fish. I'm trying to go golf with Ken one day. Yeah, don't <laughs> for the sake of humanity, don't golf. But go fishing. Go fishing. <laughs> But, like, come up with some things you can do in real time to practice dissipating that anxiousness. Because here's what's going to happen. You're going to start attacking your wife with spreadsheets and plans, and she's going to come home exhausted from a clinical rotation. You're going to be like, hey, honey, I got four new houses for the next seven moves. For the, And she's going to start leaning a little away from you because you'll be a lot. And what you're going to be doing is using her to try to dissipate some of your anxiousness. Don't do that. Find outlets. You have a deadline, right, Rachel? Like, yeah. there's an end to this marathon. Y'all are just in mile 12. And mile 12 to mile 19 of a marathon is the worst, except for the last five miles. So just keep running. Just yeah. keep running, man. And just, I mean, you're kind of saying it even with picking up hobby. Like, go do something. But also just take a breath, too, yeah. right? So, like, you guys are you're doing great, right? If you guys were, you know, deep into student loan debt and she's getting her graduate and it's going to be another hundred grand, you know, all of it, then I could see the, you know, the, the tight woundedness that you are, Ashton. I feel like a little bit from the call. So breathe. You have permission. Just relax. Just breathe. You're Who good. Wrote that song? You're good. Just Faith breathe. Hill, I think. Faith Hill. Oh, yeah. Go. I don't know why Jessica Simpson came to my head. Why did that happen? Sorry, Faith. You're thinking of Michelle Branch song also called Breathe. Oh, lots of breathe. Okay. Listen still to not all just, of that, still Ashton. Not Jessica Simpson. Start a start a playlist, Ashton, with all <laughs> of these songs to remind you to breathe. Because you've done the hard work. You guys are you're you're young. You don't have debt. You have a fully funded emergency fund plus the storm mode that you're talking about. So all of it's good. And then where you guys land in nine months, rent somewhere for a year, and kind of see okay, is this going to be a long term play? And if it is, then you can use some of that money that you guys have saved in this period of time for a down payment and move forward. But um, but I would not keep investing off the table for for a year, okay? So like I understand, you know, having some money during all these transitions, but once you guys are settled in a place longer than three months, start thinking about retirement and start working through the baby steps because again, the it's the analysis or per, paralysis of the analysis is what, is, is that what it yeah, is? Yeah, and it's also an obsession with the finish line. And the more you can realize that finish line is just going to move on you. Because the moment you get assigned to um, a Native American hospital, you're going to want to know how many years do we have to do? What's the minimum number of years we have to do this so that we can go to the next place? And you're going to immediately jump to that. And then as soon as you move there, you're going to yeah. start looking for, hey, can we make more money? And you're going to realize as you get older, that finish line just keeps moving. Yes. So my buddy Sal Stefano says, the man who falls in love with the journey goes much further than the man obsessed with the finish line. Mm. So make peace. You're on yeah. an adventure for the next decade of your life because you married this amazing, brilliant woman who's going to be serving these special communities. Awesome. Make peace with where you are every step of the way. That's Not good. this obsession with where you're going to end up. That's right. Ashton, thanks for the call. Thank you, America, for listening. Thanks to all the guys in the booth to make it happen. Thank you, John Loney, for co-hosting this hour. This is The Ramsey Show. Live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, it's The Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. I am Ramsey personality Rachel Cruz, hosting this hour with Dr. John Deloney, and it is a free call anywhere in the country at 888-825-5225, answering your questions about life, Money, relationships, and work. So first up, we're going to go to... Hold on, it's, it's launch day. Are we doing this again? It's the second time. To, okay, fine. It's launch day. It is launch day. I will sell your book for you because it's amazing. 
I'm glad for what I have. My new kids book is out, you guys. Oh, I thought you were just being weird. All on. Yes, it's the name of the book. It's so good. Oh, I'm not just saying I'm glad. I am glad for what I have. You should be because I am. It's good. And but the book is amazing. It's beautiful and it's well done. Your drawings are so good. Thank you. I did not draw them. Lauren Gallegos, I'll give you a shout out. But yes, the illustrations are precious. So if you have kids in your life, you know kids, you have kids, this is a great book, especially for this time of year because it's all about contentment and learning that what we have uh, is not going to fulfill us long term. And us adults need that message too. Can I, t- can I say well. this? Yes. Um, this isn't good enough publicity. One of the last time I looked, I think it was number one, but I don't want to. I don't want to be that strong on it because I haven't looked at the literature in a couple of years. One of the very tip top things when they distill down what, what what can a parent do to help your child be successful. One of the tip top things read to them is not get them into a fancy school, not to. It is to read to them every day. Yes, get children's books and read to your child every single day, ten minutes, thirty minutes. Read to your child. Read to your child. Read to your child. And it changes their mind. And Rachel, this is an awesome book to start that. For families who don't read, this is a great way to start. That's right. And it's short. So you're welcome, parents. You are welcome. And it's at my reading level, which makes me happy. (laughs) It has rhyming words for (laughs) John. All right. We're going to the phones. And first up, we have Judy in Raleigh. Hi, Judy. Welcome to the show. Hi, Rachel. Hi, John. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. What up? Um, How can we help? I've... Well, I've been specifically waiting for John on this one. Oh, um, John, here you uh-oh. go. Pitches to you. <laughs> so uh, my husband and I, so I'm like the budgeter and in charge of the finances. I pay all the bills out of our joint account, all that. I've been listening to Ramsey for years. I'm super no debt, all of that kind of stuff. Um, we did have some debt. We paid down to $600, almost done. But then uh, within the last month, I found out that my husband has actually committed what the term is, uh, financial infidelity mm. oh, um, to, the, to the tune of $50,000. Oh, wow. Um, I'm sorry, Judy. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, the reason I'm, I'm not um, like in tears is because I've already done all that. Um, and it, I, so what happened was um, I found out we have meetings about money. And um, I recently heard some advice that instead of just having meetings, we should press I should press to see all of the accounts. Like, what are the statements? Let me see the, you know, show me your phone, all that kind of thing. And he had been avoiding that. And now I know it's because um, there were balances that I did not know about. Um, so what was he, year, what was he spending uh, that money on, hon? So I, I now have the passcodes to all, to everything. And it was, it was just groceries and gas and kids need this. It was, there was nothing extravagant. It's just he was spending more than he was making. And it's think, I'm a stay-at-home mom, so we just mm. didn't have the income. So he had run up credit cards, got a $17,000 personal loan to pay them off last year, and then ran, them up, ran it up again to $24,000, another $24,000 loan this year, uh, just two months ago. Judy, have you seen so, those statements? Yes, I've seen everything now. I've seen, I, I got his credit report. Um, I've got, um, we have we have this the joint banking account, but we each have a checking um, so I, I have his law, I have his passwords, I have everything. Well, I, here, here's, what I'm, here's what I'm getting at. It's very, it happens. It, um, there's no question it happens. Yeah. $50,000 is a lot of money. Yeah. To hide. It's a lot. Yeah. And um, it's very rare that the nickel and diming of groceries here, soccer uniform here, it doesn't include a hotel room here, a trip away here alcohol or gambling over here i've pulled every single statement okay 
and he's he's so the largest things are he's two hundred fifty dollars he's loaned to his sister or you know something like that. There's nothing. I've asked him down to sixty dollars, twenty five dollars. There's a ten dollar charge. What is this? There's interest. There's late fees. He hasn't been paying them on time. So there's hundreds of dollars of interest and late fees um, on on all of the cards. And I think what what hurts me the most is that he. I'm always talking about money, and, and I thought we were together, mm-hmm. um, but we were not. And he. His explanation is that, well, he doesn't really have an explanation. He's very humble. He told me he's ashamed. He told me he's embarrassed. He's sorry. Um, He feels like he wasn't able to provide for us. There really isn't anything. Like I said, I've combed through. I've printed statements. I've highlighted. I've asked about everything. I've added things up. And he just was swiping his card. He just, we just didn't have the money. So I'm, we we start FP today. Because I, I push for that okay. because, I, I, you know, my, mindset-wise, I feel like we're just not – we weren't together. So what's your question, hon? How can I help? Well, something must have happened for this connection. Like, where, what do I do emotionally towards him? I know there's the money part, but there's also the relationship part. Sure. So and, here's, what's, here's what's real important. You mentioned it. You kind of flew over it. And I think this is where you have to start, okay? And this is not a traditional infidelity advice. When somebody cheats on you, whether with another person, whether with money, whether with any number of things, I think you can cheat on your wife with a golf course. I think you can cheat on your wife with work, right? With the office. I think you can cheat on your wife with a whole bunch of stuff or cheat on your husband with a whole bunch of stuff. I think, um, honestly, we so narrowly define fidelity into the act of some sort of sexual act. I think infidelity is way bigger than that. But... We often focus on that thing, and that's what the Hollywood movies are made of, and that's what the big, oh my gosh, and you talk to your friends. I think there's another thing that is more um, catastrophic, and that is this. You missed it, mm-hmm. and you don't trust you anymore. You don't trust the ground you walk on. You don't trust the cereal you're eating. You don't trust your own, your own radar system. And that, I think, is often as much, if not more, disorienting than the actual act of infidelity. Because when he sat down and explained it to you and you went through every single thing, his story actually makes sense. He was a grown man who was ashamed that he couldn't provide for his kids and he just punted reality until it hit him in the mouth. I wouldn't advise that, but that story is plausible. What's scary for you is the sidewalk you walk on, which is I can at least trust me, you don't trust you anymore. And so I think you start this process, A, with here's the four or five things I need on a daily basis so that I can begin to rebuild trust. Your marriage, as you knew it, was over. Y'all are building something completely new. Honey, I need these four or five things every single day. And you get to decide what those are, and he gets to decide whether he's in or out. But more importantly, I want you to go talk to a professional counselor. In fact, stay on the line. I'm going to hook you up with three months with my friends at BetterHelp. You have to start learning to trust you again. Because you're not crazy, and right now you feel like you've lost in the wind. Hang on, we'll get you hooked up with some professional licensed therapists. Fake it till you make it. It's popular career advice, but it doesn't work for very long. If you don't love what you do, you can't fake the enthusiasm and energy you need to win at work. You also can't fake your physical health and energy. Everybody knows we should eat more fruits and veggies, but... 
Fruit chews and veggie tips don't count. If you aren't winning physically, I promise you're limiting your opportunities to win professionally. Folks, I know you're going hard right now to pay off debt and get ahead professionally. You need another gear, and that's why Balance of Nature will help you. They help me. They give me the benefits of fresh, whole fruits and veggies in just seconds. The blend of 31 different fruits and veggies is powdered in an advanced process that locks in the nutrients. So go to balanceofnature.com and enter the promo code RAMSEY to get 35% off your first order and lock in a lifetime price as a preferred customer. That's balanceofnature.com with the promo code RAMSEY for 35% off your first order. Today's question of the day is brought to you by Neighborly, your hub for home services. Here at Ramsey, we believe in making home ownership a blessing, not a burden. So we recommend Neighborly's nationwide network of service professionals to help repair, maintain, and improve your home. Find the help that you need at neighborly.com slash Ramsey today. All right, today's question comes from Daniel in Oregon. I'm a 40-year-old married man with three young children. I have an Ivy League degree and an MBA from Georgetown. I am buried in both mortgage and non-mortgage debt. My total non-mortgage debt is $476,000. And my house has both a mortgage and a HELOC on it for a total of $881,000. My total debt is $1.3 million. My wife doesn't work outside the home and I work as a consultant. My gross annual income can range from 225000 to 415000 with commissions and equity payments. I have no retirement savings, no life insurance, no will, and struggle every month to pay my four walls. All my credit cards are maxed mm. out. I need help. Oh, my gosh. <sighs> Daniel. Um, well, before we like dive into the numbers of this specific scenario, this is the classic example, you guys, of your money. It's it's 80% behavior. It's only 20% head knowledge. You can know what to do, but if you choose to live above your means, even with a close to half a million dollar annual income, this is the result you get. Like you could outspend yourself continually. You can continue to do this. So my first piece of advice to Daniel is you have to fix you stop spending you have to understand why what what is all of this what's the mindset that you guys are in what are you what are you you know it's it's almost like this I don't know if it's the comparison keeping up game if it's the if it's like a medicated you know it's like a medicator just to go and spend and to get like whatever the thing is that's causing these massive numbers and this massive stuff of of 476 thousand dollars which i know is part education but also lifestyle you guys have to you have to look in the mirror and ask some serious questions about who i am and what am i doing did that got me to this place so so understanding you daniel is like it's a big part of this but on a quick note i mean i john i may at this point just sell the house like well he's got to pay the heloc off on it first there's a point that like Oh, the HELOC of oh of eight hundred eighty. It's a total between the mortgage and the HELOC. I I would, I would probably sprint to try to pay the HELOC off as fast as I could. And by the way, wife goes back to work. Sorry, but yeah, y'all are y'all are not broke. Y'all are desperate, scary broke. Um, wife goes back to work, and um, we pay this HELOC off and we sell the house. Yeah, because we got to go back to square one. 
And here's what I was going to say earlier. My dad had a bachelor's degree from the University of Houston and was a homicide detective. They made made X amount of money. And mom stayed home. My wife got a PhD and got a research professorship. I got a PhD and did all that. And what that gave us, because we didn't practice the tools, we didn't use the tools, all it did was gave us a shiny object in front of the bank's eyes to dig a massive hole that my dad could have never dug himself because mm-hmm. the banks wouldn't have let him, yeah, right? Yeah. So sometimes this fancy Ivy League degree and your fancy MBA and your fancy job doing, um, I don't want to say charlatan's work, but yeah. doing consultant work without some skin in the game, it just simply allows you to dig yourself a $1.4 million hole and if the yeah, math is math, they're going to be there. That's right. That's right. right. Yep. Now absolutely. here's the other side of it. Um, I do want to hold this. Dave taught me this about ratios. If you're making three to four hundred thousand dollars a year, um, you can't pay this off. You have to make some drastic changes. Yep. Sell the cars. Get it. Pay off the HELOC. Sell your home. Um, begin working this debt snowball down. Well, I've got kids. And I don't care. Yeah. You have a two bedroom apartment now. Yeah. But I make it. I don't care. Right. Yep. This is not the picture you had in your head with your Ivy League degree and your fancy MBA. Mm-hmm. You got to deal with math. Yeah. And this whole thing, too, when you're looking at it, I'm like, this is what the world says is going to create peace and happiness for you. It's just get stuff, get stuff, get the get HELOC. Stuff, get stuff, get stuff. I don't know if you use the HELOC to do renovations on a brand new house. I, I don't know what, what what all this was used for. But like this is the that's like that's like that's normal. Yes. This is the normal plan that's supposed to get you some life of happiness and fulfillment and fun and peace and joy, all this stuff. And you realize it just because of the avenue of debt, it just digs you down where you get the opposite effect. You're making an incredible income and all this stuff was supposed to be this like, oh, exciting thing in life. And it ends up absolutely crushing your soul. So it is a it's a hard lesson to learn, Daniel. But I think that you guys have a couple of years of really, really hard sacrifice of, from both you and your wife, and and you and, and it's worth it. You're going to choose your hard. It's either going to be hard for a few years of sacrifice, and maybe her going to a job she hates, but it pays good. I mean, whatever you guys have to do, that I would rather have that hard and then have freedom on the other side than to, than to live in this day in and day out and nothing changing. So yeah, I want has to, to I want to look forward to being 46 years old. I would love for you to put down on paper, I'm 46-year-old married man with three kids. I want you to rewrite this. I'm a 46-year-old married man with three kids. I have an Ivy League degree in MBA from Georgetown. And then you get to write what happens next. Yeah. Absolutely. You could still be buried in mortgage and non-mortgage debt and still... F- floating all this garbage or you can have made some drastic lifestyle changes stop spending sold the cars all of them got out of the lease for your rent your summer home or whatever sold the furniture sold the stuff pay off the HELOC sell the house and sprint over the next five years towards peace yeah and live like you're making 75 a year if that you know, like, yeah, yes. I mean, just we're going it, scorch, it is, scorched it's nothing. It's nothing. And you can climb out of these numbers. That's the great thing with an income like this. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could have $350,000 a year freed up to or more to to go and throw at this debt. Right. Like, I'm mean, like, there's there's right. a big shovel, which is, which and by is the way, a positive thing. Uh, income can range from 225 to 415. I call bull crap on that. It's going to be 415. 
Mm-hmm. And your job is not to go, oh, man, well, I missed the account. It's to get on the phone for the next 72 hours and find another one. Yeah. Right? There is no, well, some years is good and some years... You're not a farmer and you're not praying to God for rain. Right. You are able to go out and make work this stuff work. Do it. Go yep. figure that out. Yep, absolutely. So, John, one of the um, groups of people that I I personally really respect and love uh, in our country are veterans. And so in honor of Veterans Day, we're going to be giving away Financial Peace University, which is our nine-lesson course when it comes to money, to 10,000 veterans totally for free. Now through Monday, November 13th. So FPU is one of these things that we have helped, I mean, millions of people, over 10 million people walk through and understand the basics when it comes to handling money. So whether it's Daniel's question we just went over or even callers that we've had uh, in in this show today, you know, there's there's these basic principles that are really key. It's, it's a small part of the puzzle, but actually changing the behavior and knowing what to do with your money and then doing it that's where you start to see progress. And that's what FPU is so great at. It puts you in a community. You start to practice these new habits around money, this new way of thinking, and we really walk with you through it. So if you are a veteran and you want to take FPU for free, go to RamseySolutions.com slash veterans and fill out a simple form that we have there and help us get the word out by sharing the link to all the veterans that you know. So again, RamseySolutions.com slash veterans. Over 10,000 veterans were giving FPU away for free. So make sure to check that out. But yeah, I love that. I love that. Love that. Love that. Love that. Yeah, that's a. This is a. It's a hard topic, you guys. Money and even coming off Daniel's question in this, like, it's a lot. And you can have all the smarts in the world and struggle with making a budget. It just is, man. But the basic stuff, and so have the humility to say, "Hey, what I'm doing isn't working, so I'm going to change it." And hopefully, if you, for all those you listening, if you haven't done it yet, sign up um, because it will help you create new habits. This is The Ramsey Show. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I'm Rachel Cruz hosting this hour with Dr. John Deloney. And we are taking your calls. It's a free call anywhere in the country at 888-825-5225. Up next, we have Dylan in Indianapolis. Hey, Dylan, welcome to the show. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. How can we help? Well, um... I'm 20 years old, uh, college dropout, and I put myself in kind of, I would say, a decent amount of debt at 20, which I'm not very proud of. I owe about 70K in loans, and I just, I mean, I stress every day about it when I wake up. Mm. So I'm just trying to see you guys' view on how I should start attacking my loan okay. and how I can pay off my debt. Okay. What's the debt in? Well, um, I have 32K in a one semester of student loans. And then I have... Wait, wait, one semester? Uh, Where'd you go to school? On Mars? I went to a private Christian school in uh, Minneapolis. But one semester was $32,000? Yes, sir. So their total annual is sixty four grand Per year. Oh, my God. Yes. Okay, that's okay, yes. Dylan. That's okay. We're going to keep moving. We're going to keep <laughs> on moving. What else? What else you got? It's already happened. Um... I'm not very proud of this one, but I actually owe okay. 36k on a car loan. Okay, we can get rid of that. That's okay. What else? And then I have a personal loan for like 3,700. Okay, what was that for? Um, well, basically, when I dropped out of college, um, I saw I bought I got a job in car sales, and I needed a place to live in Minneapolis, 
that was like in a safe area, and that's how much the market rent was fifteen seventy. And then I had some income problems at that job, so I moved to Indianapolis with my roommate, and I had to buy all my lease. Okay. Uh, so what are you doing now for work? Um, I still do car sales. Okay, and how much are you making? Um, Not I'm a making lot. less than what I owe monthly. <laughs> yeah, because of so uh, interest rates are tough right now, right? Well, I, mean, I, I was blessed to have a good interest rate on my uh, loans. My, uh, no, 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 no. I'm saying people really aren't buying cars right now. Um, well, I mean, it's kind of hit or miss, to be honest. Okay, so how much I will you make this year? How, how much will you, how much um, will you make this year? My base salary is 24000 and I make maybe 1000 a month in commission. Okay, okay, you quit that job tomorrow. You're not making enough money. Yeah, you're making thirty six. You could. I literally took my son to breakfast the other day, and I drove past the sign. And it was my daughter drove past the sign, and it said McDonald's starting twenty dollars an hour. Your car salesman days are over. You're not good at that. You've done it two different places, and you don't make enough money to eat. You got to let that dream go. All right. And you got to work at McDonald's all day, and then deliver pizzas at night, and drive Uber into the morning. Like you're broke, 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 broke. Is that fair? How much? How much do you? How much would the car sell for, Dylan? Um, well, I had some negative equity in my last car, so I kind of carried over to the new loan when I bought this car. How much? Okay. Um, so the the car is probably worth about like twenty seven in the market right now. By okay. all 30, 35 something. Okay. So, uh, yeah. I mean, I would. I mean, I I would I would take out a loan of like fifteen. Pay off the thirty six, get a cheap car. There's no because way they give him fifteen. You, though. you do what? I don't think anybody's going to give him a loan for fifteen. Oh, get the personal loan out. Could you go? Could you go to a credit credit union and get a loan for fifteen thousand bucks? I mean, I barely get one by my. I couldn't even get one for like the three thousand about my dad co-signing. Yeah, without the co-signing, yeah, I think there's no way. Well, I'm just trying to figure out how to get because you, uh, your car loan is what you make a year. So yes, yeah, yeah. So we got to figure out a plan to get that to get that out of your life. Um, where's your family? Uh, my family lives in Michigan. Okay. Is that a safe place for you to go live for a while? Uh, I, I would say so. Yes. Yeah. Because here, here's the deal: you're like, going to need some support around you, Dylan. Yeah. I mean, and you're 20. Okay, so I want to give you some grace. You're a kid. I mean, yeah, yeah. No, you're I, a kid. I, like mad, you, you, the mad at you here is the that. The systems that surround an 18 and 19 year old allowed you, a kid just trying to do what everyone's telling you to do. You got to go get a nice car. You got to get a good sales job. You got to go to this college that costs $34,000 or whatever it was a semester. You got to go do this stuff and you can't afford it. And they let you do that. And I, I'm just sick to my stomach, but they let you do that, man. So Dylan, what the best thing that you can do right now is your income. That side of the equation, because you probably don't have many expenses. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming not. You're renting and you're going to be living on nothing. You're not going to have a life. And I would, I would probably move close to where you have a support system with some family. If nothing's keeping you in Indianapolis, uh, I would consider that. But I would, I, Dylan, I mean, I would be working 80 hours, 80 hours a week. I'd be getting up and I'd be somewhere at 6 a.m. and I would be getting home at 9 p.m. I mean, you're going to be exhausted. But Dylan, you're 20 years old. You can do it. You don't have, you don't have kids at home. You don't have a wife. I mean, like this is the season. This is the season to do it, to absolutely go nuts. Because it's the only part of the equation that's actually 
going to give you some level of grounding. And hopefully after a year of that, approving some level of income, then maybe you can get out of this car loan. I want this car loan out quickly uh, because it's not it's not worth it. And so whatever you have to do to be able to say, hey, what can I do to qualify to sell this and get it out? Because I think that's going to that's the only piece of this that's going to be able to relieve some level of pressure that you can get out. So I would be I would be taking on two to three jobs. And again, you're not going to have a life, Dylan, but I think that for a season, you're going to be able to 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 knock some of this out because, um, and, and the other great thing, Dylan, that just to encourage you that you're learning this at 20 years old. People call this show and they're 45 that have, you know, a situation like this. Yeah. No retirement. So this is your moment, Dylan, of saying like, what I did isn't working. It's not working. And so I will never again find myself in this position. If I don't have the money, I don't care if it's for school. I don't care if it's for a car. If I don't have the money, I'm not buying it. Like this needs to be a point in your story, Dylan, that you look back and you say at 20 years old, I did some dumb stuff. Took me a little bit to get out of it, some hard work, but I got out of it and and that was it. That That's the last time you know this. Because Dylan, if you get this all straightened up, you're, at, especially at your age, like this is where you're like, I, you could build some serious wealth in the future, but not with these habits and not with this mindset that you used to have. Does that Absolutely. make sense? If you were my yeah, friend, if you were my friend, Dylan, I would tell you to see about having a hard conversation with my mom and dad. And I say hard, it'd probably be easy, but an embarrassing one. And say I need to move in for a year, and I'm going to try to make forty thousand dollars. And if I have a year with no bills and I make forty thousand dollars, and I take home twenty eight of that, um, I can start making a dent in some of these things. Yeah, I currently live in my uh, my roommate. I pay about four hundred a month for uh, my part of the rent, and your water, and your electric, and your food. Yeah, it's about five five twenty five. For all of your bills plus food? Uh, not, that's not including food. I pay about I sixty bucks every two weeks for food. No way. Yeah, I'm. I don't. I don't eat a lot. I'm, kinda, I'm penny pinching. So you let's say so you have you say seven hundred dollars total, which I don't fully believe, but I'll give it to you. Um, and you make a thousand bucks a month at your job. I make about two thousand base salary and about a thousand extra okay. commission. Okay. Okay. So what's your take home every month? Uh, this month will be twenty seven hundred. That's after taxes and everything. Yeah. Okay. Are you able to pay minimum payments on all of this? Are you able to put a dent into the student loan? Keep up with the car payment? Yeah, I actually have never missed a payment yet, but I'm getting to the point now where, like, I feel like I might miss a payment, and I'm afraid because yeah. my father co-signed most of these loans, and I don't want to ruin his credit because of my poor. Yeah, yeah uh, that's a fair uh, sure. weight to carry for sure. So yeah, Dylan, I think life just looks really different. And, I, and I'm and i sorry for that because I think there's maybe something you had in your head of what this is going to be. And it's probably not for a season. And, and by a season, like three or four years. Well, I was going to say, and map out, Dylan, that like the end game, like, like look at all of your payments, look at all of this. And what John's saying, even if you go scorched earth and you, and you literally don't pay for anything and you say, hey, mom and dad, for a year, can I live with you guys? Like, Start to map out a plan to say, okay, it's going to take me three years. And then that is, that's able to be sustainable. If it's just this, this idea that I'm going to have to live like this forever and ever, it, you can start to be demotivated. So have a game plan, map this out as more detailed as possible, and then don't go back in, Dylan. Don't go back in. Hey guys, are you ready for the secret to help you reach those money goals that you've been dreaming about? 
It's simple. You got to get on a budget. With our budgeting app, Every Dollar, you'll get intentional with your money and build the habits that will make those dreams a reality. And we'll be with you every step of the way, from your first budget to that retirement home on the beach. Download Every Dollar for free on the App Store or Google Play. Remember, today, download Every Dollar for free on the App Store or Google Play today. So Christmas is coming up, you guys. It is quick. And those of you Christmas shopping, uh, if you think about a gift that actually can can help your friends and family, make sure to check out our $12 Christmas sales. So our books, Total Money Makeover, Baby Steps Millionaires, and Own Your Past, Change Your Future, all for just $12. And John's questions for human conversation cards are as low as $10 right now. Hey, let's do one. With uh, the Christmas edition. We have edition. the Thanksgiving deck here, too. Oh, Yes. Um, here you go. What makes <laughs> me oh, and no. Jade did this one the other day. Oh. What makes your family weird and what makes your family the best? <laughs> what makes our family weird? I don't know if this would be weird. We debate all the time, as you could probably imagine. I can imagine. At I've the seen Ramsey it. I'll have to imagine dinners. And for the most part, this may be the weird part. You, we can kind of just walk away. Mm-hmm. Like Daniel and I really got into it about aliens at dinner the other night. <laughs> and we uh, we said, all right, cheers. And cheers <laughs> our margaritas and walked away from it. But it got heated for a hot second. But we kind of could just like <laughs> we were in keep a, moving. We were in a, in, a, in a debate the other night, uh, me and Daniel and a couple others. And Daniel was like, all right, guys, I'm going to head out. And it was just so perfect. It was awesome. Oh, my gosh. Classic so, yeah, I would say that's, a, that's it. That's what makes them great, too. I love it. What's what about one Thanksgiving food item that makes you gag? Oh, I'm not a green bean fan. Really? So green bean, something of the other with like the soup. What's the filling soup people use? Oh, cream and mushroom yeah. soup. Yeah. No, <laughs> oh, I like to put my face in that. I love it. Ugh. No, uh, whatever. You're like a health person. I know. You but shouldn't it, like those soups. I do. Cream I of chicken like now. Uh, some I, poppy soup I chicken don't like uh, um Things they call pink salad, which is just like goo oh, with yeah. stuff in it. I haven't seen those, though. I feel like those are just in the movies. Oh, they're they're, they're not. They're real. Bits of it's ham real. and Cheerios and whatever else they put in them. Oh, my gosh. It's so gross. So go to RamseySolutions.com slash store so you buy something great and not a pink, <laughs> gooey, nasty thing. That's right. And also make sure to check out George Camel's brand new book that's coming out in January, you guys. It's pre-order today. It's right over there. For only $20. Thank 20 you. bucks. It's so great. And you get uh, ten dollars or $100 of free bonus items that includes the ebook, exclusive access to online private event, Q&A with George, a lot of stuff, you guys. So George exposes some of the most common money myths and excuses head on. And it's funny. We love George. You're going to love him, too. Breaking free of broke. Make sure to check that out. So we got a lot of stuff going on this season, you guys. Uh, a lot of tools out there because we want to continue this conversation to help you guys when it comes to your money. All right, up next, we have Nathan in Fargo. Hey, Nathan, welcome to the show. Hey, how are you guys doing? We're doing great. How can we help? Uh, I had a, quite a few questions. It's all kind of about the same thing, though. I recently started a new job, and uh, it doesn't pay too bad, but I'm kind of at a loss for what to do with my money, I would really like to be getting a house in, I don't know, five, six years. Okay. And I'm kind of just getting a wide array of advice from parents, from friends that do investing. Uh, I even went to some people that do, like, you, you pay someone else to do investing for you. And it's just hard to take advice from anyone because my parents, they just say, stick it in an account and leave it. And my friends say do stocks, but they've been trained for that. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah. 
the investors, I kind of feel like they've got their own, you know, their own agenda with the commission that they're going to be getting from it. So it's just kind of hard to know what to do. Yeah, that's fair. Okay, so how much are you making a year? Uh, so I'm based at 80000 but I'm getting about eighty five. dollars uh, It's just easy to get little bits of extra money here and there. Okay, perfect. And do you have any debt? I owe my parents $20,000 uh, for school, but there's no interest on that. Okay. And I'm paying them back at about I, about $500 a week is what we agreed on. Okay. Uh, do you have any money saved? Uh, not much. I, this is a pretty recent job. So I've got, you know, a couple thousand in the bank account right now. And then I've got a thousand in a Roth and then a thousand in uh, just some individual, individual money markets. But that's that's all that I've got. How much are in all of those? Just a couple hundred dollars? A uh, thousand in each. Okay. So total, probably what, $5,000 that you could get to that yeah. doesn't include your Roth? Uh, yeah, I'd say that's pretty, pretty fair. Okay, assessment. perfect. How old are you, Nathan? 21. Okay, awesome. Um, yeah, so what we walk people through, Nathan, is a process called the baby steps. And it really is the most, it's the, it's, not necessarily the fastest, but it's the most effective way to get from point A to point B when it comes to your money and to build wealth that actually is lasting and sustainable. And it's not this flash in the pan of this quick money. So um, so what I would encourage you to do is I would I would keep $1,000 in one of your money market accounts. I would cash everything out but your Roth uh, to throw at this 20 grand. And I would pay it off as quickly as possible. Get it out of your, even, even if there's no interest, all of it, I would make that my number one goal. Just go ahead and get debt free. Because when you free up that $500 a week, which is incredible, I mean, that's two grand a month that, that you then have to save more and save up for an emergency fund of three to six months of expenses in that money market account that you have with your $1,000. Just add to that after you pay off this debt. And then I would look to invest in retirement. So you have your Roth open, which is awesome. But I would put 15% of my income yeah, towards your Roth, if you if your job offers a 401k, do that. But these retirement type accounts, when you get to that point, uh, it really is the best way. I know some of your friends probably do some single stocks and kind of play the market. But honestly, when you look at day trading overall, over a long period of time, you end up losing money. There's so much risk in it. And, you know, again, people are trained in this. And if that's like how their mind works, but even those people that are trained in it, it usually comes out as a loss leader. And so being able to put your your money in something that is reliable, like good mutual funds, really is the best bet, Nathan. And if you start this early, it's it's amazing what can happen. If you go to RamseySolutions.com and look at our investing calculator there and just play with some numbers, like it's just, it, it's phenomenal starting at 21 at where you're at. I know you're not going to start today because I want you to get out of debt and get that emergency funds. But I mean, that's, that's where you're heading, which is amazing. And so... Um, yeah, I mean, if you want to, if you want to buy a house too, in the middle of that, I would do that. Save up a good down payment even before you invest. That could be your next step. But if you're not in a rush for that, if there's still, you know, life is in limbo because of seasonal life where you're at or age, you don't know where you're going to be long term. Don't feel like you have to rush into that. Sure. Okay. And Nathan, yeah, well, I totally. Sorry you're, for it. Oh, sorry to cut you off, man. You are super wise. I heard something in you, and I want you to never, ever, ever lose this, okay? Okay. You have a $20,000 interest-free loan to your parents. You know Correct. that they want to float that because there's a little bit of guilt, a little bit of parent weirdness there. Yeah, yeah, 100%. You have a couple of buddies who are like, bro, dude, buy stocks. <laughs> We're going to be billionaires. Dude, if we bought Tesla, we... 
and you recognize, dude, I don't even like eat the same foods y'all eat because you're morons. <laughs> and then you have a couple other buddies that don't have the heart of a teacher. They have the heart of a commission salesman when it comes to right. uh, retirement. Bro, you need to put it in my like super fun. And I'm, and so you're like, hey, wait a minute. You just make money every time I do this. You are so wise looking like mm -hmm. following the rabbit down the hole. And so what Rachel just gave you was a map to unhooking yourself from all these other opinions and living a life that very, very, very few Americans live, which is a life of freedom and peace. That sounds pretty good. Like, mom, and like, oh, honey, you don't need to pay us back this much. Mom, I'm not going to owe anybody any money, including you. Well, right. it's no that's, interest. Yeah, I know, mom. That I'm now, yeah, mm -hmm. dude, and it just changes. It changes Christmas, right? Yeah, no, a hundred percent. You know, if they see me, you know, showing up, and I've got you know a nice new coat, they're thinking, well, why isn't that money that's yeah, totally, totally, get off, yes. get it out, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. And man, if you want to buy a house, buy a house, bro. You're missing out on the new stock. Well, cool. I'm gonna have a place to live, and I'll I'll let you rent my garage. Yeah, and the hard thing too, Nathan, to John's point is like. This plan is not the exciting, like flashy. It's the least sexy plan there yeah, is. Yeah, it's, it's not going to be like, oh, yeah, did you see this thing that happened this week? It's not. I mean, but it's the thing that is going to sustain you because it not only helps put you in a better financial situation, it helps you, Nathan, the person, as you're going through this right. of delayed gratification, all of it. And people make really unwise financial decisions when they're greedy. And what, what's the other one? When they're, they're, when they're drunk, when they're greedy, greedy drunk. and looking for shortcuts. Yes. So don't do that, Nathan. Play the long game. And you're being so wise at your age to do this. So thank you so much for the call. Thanks to all the guys in the booth to make this happen. And, and you, Emily. And Emily. Sorry, Emily. I see you, girl. Uh, John, thanks for co-hosting. And thank you, America, for listening. This is The Ramsey Show. Live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, it's The Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. I am Rachel Cruz hosting this hour with Ramsey personality and best-selling author, Dr. John Deloney. And we're here to answer your questions, America. It's a free call anywhere in the country at 888-825-5225. All right, starting off this hour, we have a, this is a good question, John, to start us off on the Ramsey show. We have Gary. Gary's calling from Phoenix. Hey, Gary. Gary, Gary. Welcome to the show. Why you What's up, dude? Thank you. Thank you. Yes. How can we help? Well, my question is, I, I listen to your show and on the car radio driving around. And when people do their debt uh, free scream and stuff, if they're paying off all their debts and everything except for their house or and everything, including their house, mm -hmm. they are making a significant raise anywhere from 20000 to 90000 I can't see them possibly working that many hours of overtime to make $90,000 more. So can you explain what's going on here for different things? I mean, that's great, but it sounds like too good to be true. Yeah, I could I could see that. Um, I think a couple of things are going on. Number one, I do think that they pick up extra, they pick up extra work. I mean, that is a real thing. Side hustles have become a big part of how people up their income. And two, uh -huh. Gary, uh, I mean, this isn't, I don't have specifics on this but there is something to be said about somebody that is so lasered in and focused on a goal like getting out of debt that right. so much of their time so much of their energy is focused on it and when you start to focus on one area of your life that has been so out of control 
and you start to see progress and you start to actually see the movement that is happening in the direction that you want, other parts of your life start to be affected by that. You start to actually, and we, cause we get the, we get the same thing with, um, people when they do their debt-free screams, people that lose weight, the amount of people that say, I lost 100 pounds in this process too. Uh, People that say our marriage has been different. These parts of their lives that aren't correlated specifically to money start to actually improve. And so for some people, I mean, you could even take someone on commission. When they're so focused on something, they're going to be working so much harder and, and as a result, be making more because they are so focused and so lasered in. And then on the flip side too, I think, you know, employers even see that. And we we hear people all the time say, I got a raise uh, because their work has been so effective because they are so lasered in and focused. So and I think it's a combination well, for, of, of a lot of that. I'll also say just, this is all anecdata. So this, I'm just trying to rack my brain here for all the debt-free screams I've been a part of. Often people decide like, I want to get out of debt and a stay-at-home mom goes back to work full-time. Or someone's just mm-hmm. now finishing graduate school and they're entering into their job. And so they may have made $20,000 working part-time through grad school and suddenly they get their job and they're making eighty five, And it looks like a strange, bizarre jump, but it's really not. So I yeah, think like, it, for example, like, for example, for the last part of my career when I was working, uh, I was making like $30 an hour. So I 20000 was in overtime. So all that together in one year was 80000 but some of these people are getting a raise of 90. So it just kind of sounds hard for me to. What What did you that. do? That's great, but, you know, hey. What What did you do? I uh, I worked in utilities and uh, mainly on a valve crew. Okay. Yeah. Water so, and gas. So imagine you had about. put yourself in a management track and at the same time you decided to get out of debt and you became super laser focused and you did that work and you left the crew and you went to a management track and then they put you into the ownership group. That's not a far jump, right? I I guess so. Yeah. I can see where I can see where you're sitting. And actually I appreciate this question because I know that it gives people, um, the one that sticks out in my mind, uh, Rachel is the teacher. There was a teacher in New York city Mm -hmm. when they shut down everything and she had all this student loan debt. I think in my head, I remember being a, over six figures, over 100,000 mm-hmm. bucks. Yeah. And she just felt trapped in her apartment. And so she started driving early, early in the morning. And then she would go teach class via Zoom. And then the second the computer closed, she'd go out and deliver food all yep. night, into the night. And she paid off like in 30, uh, some, some crazy number. Yeah. And I remember thinking, I told her, oh, you're one of those people that is just a curve buster. You ruined it for everybody because now we have no excuse. Right, right, right. right. And so I can imagine if I'm sitting there going, I just don't buy it. Now, if I've worked on a crew my whole career and I am a, I I turn wrenches and I'm amazing at it. That's what I do. Yeah, dude, you're going to get a raise of a dollar, dollar seventy five an hour. You're going to go up to four dollars an hour when you get put in charge of the crew. I can see that being a hard jump. Yep. But if you decide I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired, and part of that is I'm going to give away my dream and I'm going to go do the management track. I was going to say, that's, this. Yeah, that's the other thing. People changing positions because they're like, oh my gosh, I could literally be making this. We mm-hmm. cut our debt in half. And for right now, it's not about me loving my job and doing my passion. It's about getting out of debt. That's right. We're going to jump ship and we're going to we're gonna get something that pays more. And we find that too. So it's Absolutely. a great question. Though, great Gary. question, man. All right. Up next, we have Matt in Orlando. Hey, Matt, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you for having me on. How are Absolutely. you? Absolutely. We're doing great. How can we help? All right. So I have a um, kind of like a kind of like a unique question. I um, 
so I've, I've done pretty well financially, but I'm to the point now I'm just trying to spend a little more money than I used to. And I'm very frugal and I'm kind of a, I sacrifice, you know, a lot and I've saved up a lot and I, I want to do some more things with, you know, with my family. And, and I kind of look at like uh, family uh, experiences is like yeah. a good way of spending money. And yeah. it's the, the money we're spending is starting to make me a little nervous. So okay. a couple of things that we've done recently, like we're spending a little bit more on vacations and more on uh, some like season tickets for a, a sporting event. Hey, Keith, do me and a favor. For, speak, speak directly in your phone for me. Uh, I am sorry. I'm sorry, Matt. So, sorry, sorry, Matt. Okay. And uh, I'm also having a, um, we're also considering a house addition, like a large one. Okay. And it's, 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 it's a, it's a pretty large one. So that being said, um, I'm just kind of, I don't really know the metric, you know, how much you need to have in order to spend this much. And and I hope maybe you guys can help me out. Yeah. Well, when it gets down to the point, um, when you have no debt, you have your emergency fund, you're, are you, is your house paid off? My house is paid off, yeah. Okay, so you guys are, yeah, living in that Baby Step 7 world. You know, it is all about ratios. So how much how much you guys um, have in your nest egg? So um, in, like, in investments, like yep. just like stock market and retirement, yep. we have like $9.2 million, give or take. But okay. I don't check it every day like I used to. Okay, and how much are you making a year? Um, it's based on a year, but like the last few years, it's been between like 1.4 to like 1.7. Yeah, that's great. Well done, Matt. <laughs> what, well okay, done. Hold on. I got to know, brother. What vacation are you sweating? Well, it's not one vacation, but like the kind of we've done some really nice vacations. But every year we're kind of spending more. So I was kind of thinking to myself, what's the amount of money per year we can like just allocate towards vacations? That's kind of like more my question. If you want to know the places, I can tell you. But if, as far as like the vacations, it's kind of like it's, first it was like maybe fifteen thousand a year, and now and like last year it was like thirty five thousand. This year it's like sixty two thousand. Yeah. Totally. Well, what I, w- I mean, the way I would look at it is allocating more, not just on vacation specifically, but I would be looking at what am I spending, what are we saving, and what are we giving? All three of those buckets need to have a, um, a percentage to them, and you get to put that percentage, Matt, to it, and you guys are fine. Let me just... You're fine. I think you're fine. I think you can spend. Spend some of that, okay? But make sure you're doing all three things with your money. You're fine. All right, let's cut to the chase. It's easy to get discouraged about crazy house prices and interest rates. But when you have the right real estate agent to help you buy and sell the right way, you'll have confidence to make smart decisions. Ramsey trusted agents aren't just experts who guide you through buying or selling. They're someone you can trust to have your back from the first call to closing day. Find a Ramsey trusted agent near you at RamseySolutions.com slash agent. RamseySolutions.com slash agent. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I'm Rachel Cruz hosting this hour with Dr. John Deloney. And we got some news in that Mint is closing up shop come January. And it's going to leave about 4 million budgeters uh, out in the in the wide open range, John. In the cold. In the cold. In the so, Christmas cold. Come, come. Do our warmth <laughs> Ramsey Solutions. Wow, Rachel no, made that, that that sales pitch real weird. <laughs> we come to Rachel's warmth. We have one of the best budgeting apps, the best budgeting app, every dollar. It's one that I use uh Winston. I, I checked it every day, did my transactions this morning, Aww. tracking them. I, I love it. It keeps us we have a trip coming up. I was just telling John we're gonna be going to New York next week and even planning that. I'm like, we have a line item for New York. And it's like when the hotel, you know, you pay half of it. When you go, you know, when you have the deposit down, that's in there. And like 
tickets to a show, like everything is there and it just helps you stay on track, know where your money is, and it just gives you a sense of control, which is just so powerful. So if you want to check out Every Dollar, make sure to go to everydollar.com and Every Dollar Premium, honestly, is one of the best things that you can do because it connects to your bank. You have uh, bank connectivity, paycheck planning, so much, op- so many options uh, with Every Dollar Premium. So make sure to check out that budgeting app, Every Dollar. Well, and the uh, best one. I-, I never used Mint, but the way George explained it to me is Mint is was great at telling you what you spend. Mm-hmm. What you spent? How to? How to? It's a track. Yes, yes. It's like a, it's like the old checkbook register. Right, right. I ex- paid for this, and this is this is you know this this is with was withdrawn from my account. Every dollar is so much more because it helps you plan into the future, mm-hmm. and I love it that it connects me and my wife can both be connected to it. So when I spend something, I know that she's gonna see she's gonna see it. She's gonna like John. Um, but it. it it continues to connect us, but also you can plan into the future. We want to buy a car, so every month we're going to move money over to this, and it keeps a running ta- tally for us. Yes, or the sinking funds. if you owe money, it mm-hmm. shows you as you're paying it off, which right. is amazing too. Yes, right? yeah. And when your bills hit with the paycheck planning, you can know, okay, when my check hits on the first, is that enough to get us through the fifteenth? What bills are hitting between now and the fifteenth? I mean, it helps you plan out your life. So. Again, it's, a, it's an incredible, incredible budgeting app, and that is every dollar. All right, up next, we have Keaton in Spokane, Washington. Hey, Keaton, welcome to the show. Hi, guys. How are you? We're doing great. How can we help? Hi. Um, I just had a quick question here for you guys uh, regarding my student loan uh, payments here. I'm just curious to know what's, what's the best way to uh, attack my, my student loan uh, repayments here. Um, upcoming. Okay. How much, how much do you owe? Currently I have just under uh, 27,000. Okay. Um, I do have, I've been saving up for the last few years to, to pay this off. I do have about 40,000 saved up. Um, so I'm able to hey, Ke- pay Keaton, hey, Ke- Yeah. Speak into the phone for speak me, brother. Speak into the phone. Yeah. It's echoing. Oops, I'm sorry, guys. Can no, you hear fine. me? Now yeah. we're back. Good Perfect. Job. Okay. Um, sorry about that. Um, I have about 40,000 saved up, um, to, to repay, uh, these student loans, but I've had, you know, family members and friends kind of give me their advice on the best way to, um, to get rid of these student loans. And I was just curious what you guys thought is the, the best way, um, to, to do so. Uh, the best way is pay them off today. I would write a check right now. When you get off the phone. Yeah, just, just get rid of it. Just get just rid of it. All, all, okay. all of it. Yep. Yep. I, I'm curious, why does your family say, oh, keep them, they're so beautiful, and they give well, you so much joy well, and love you know, in your I've heart? Been the last couple months, I've been paying um, well above the minimum payment. I've been paying about $1,000 for, for, um, for each month. Um, essentially, m- what my mother says is that, um, you know, I guess, you know, it, it's better to have that, that money in case of, you know, you know, emergency or whatever, rather than just being out, you know, 27 k so I guess that's where um, the reservations come from. What do you do for a living? I work uh, remotely. I work for a sales company. Um, I make up around one twenty-five a year. Uh, don't tell me the name of it, but what's your product? What do you sell? Uh, we sell uh, telematic devices for large logistics co- uh, logistics companies. So you can think of uh, dash cameras and, and GPS okay. um, units for large companies yeah so keaton oh go ahead i was gonna say um i remember a few years ago when a lot of people got sent home and then people had to make their q2 and q4 numbers and there's a lot of work from home layoffs is that ever a possibility in your world 
Not, not that I'm expecting our company is actually doing um, extremely well. Um, so I wouldn't foresee that. Actually, it's, it's the, the opposite. We're actually growing exponentially right now. Um, so things are, are pretty solid. So I have a wired in. This is just as mean. I don't want to project this, project this into your world. I just grew up in Houston when there was this incredible company, one of the greatest companies in human history called Enron. And they were always growing. And they were so amazing that they just printed money. It fell from the sky. They extracted it from energy sources. It was amazing. Until everybody woke up one day and millionaires just, they went to bed millionaires, they woke up literally with zero. Mm. Here's why I tell you that. I think there's a fallacy that the job is always going to be there unchanged. That the one thing you know is going to be unchanged is that you owe the government money. That will never change. They even tried to do it, went all the way to Supreme Court. It failed. That's not going to change. And so I would look in my life, what are the 100% constants? And then I'll start working down from that. And even if it's 99% chance that your job is going to keep flourishing, you're going to keep crushing it, keep making six figures, awesome. That's still a 1% differential mm-hmm. from the guaranteed you're going to owe the government money. If on the off chance that your company is the next Enron, which I'm sure it's not, but you get that call that says, hey, man, we got a, um, or the email that says, hey, effective this date, this is going to be your last paycheck. Thank you for your service. Mm-hmm. The student loans still due the next month. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And Keaton, and there is something, Keaton, about having, and it may, and it may feel a little different because you have the money in the bank just to pay it off if it got down to like some crazy situation. But John talks about this a lot, but there, there is something about just owing someone something. There's like this lack of autonomy. And when you just write a check or you go online and you do the payment and it's done, like there is something that you have this level of freedom that you just don't have right now. This level that I am not attached to anyone and I have complete freedom and you end up making other choices. You know, the mindset, your mom, not to like bash your mom's mindset, but that mindset, it it is so normal of just like, hey, keep that there. It's fine. It's not a big deal. And that's the game people play day in and day out. And they don't realize how much of their income is going to this debt, how much you're paying in interest now. And all, I mean, and it's playing this game versus saying, you know what, I'm going to do an extreme situation that is not normal. I'm going to be completely debt free Keaton, you're still going to have $13,000 for an emergency fund. Are you single? Uh, I do have a girlfriend. Okay, but yeah, not married, no kids. Like, that's a that's a great emergency fund. Maybe you can beef it up a little bit more if you want. And you're going to be able to do a whole lot of things without ever being tied to the government anymore, not having that mm-hmm. line of debt. And so there's just something about cutting it out that is going to give you a level of peace that you almost don't even imagine because you've been carrying it around so long. It's become so normal and that's what people do all right. over, especially with student loans. It's like the one type of debt. People are like, oh, my car loan, my credit card. But student loans somehow kind of just, it's just the thing that just stays around is what it feels like. And people just get so used to it. And mm-hmm. when you finally get rid of it, I bet you, Keaton, there's something tonight, because I want you to do it today, tonight that you're just going to be like, okay, it's done. Now I get to go back to my plan and saving up for me and not sitting here and like dealing with the government every month. What, what is your take home every month? Uh, it, it fluctuates because um, I work in you know sales, so it's anywhere between ten to twelve uh, thousand a month. How much do you taxes. send to student loans right now? Um, say that again. I'm sorry. How much do you send to student loans right now? 
Right now, I've been say I've been sending a thousand dollars a month. Okay. Um, my my minimum payment is around two fifty as well. So you get to do so a thousand more. So in six months, Keaton, did we can did we? Uh, I'm just curious. Say yes or no, real quick. Did we convince you? Are you going to pay it off today and just be done with it? Yeah, you know, because I, I, you know, I've, I've you know been following Dave's you know baby steps, and I know that this is you know part of the plan is to you know attack you know your your debt and yep. just get rid of it. Once All right, you have it. So. Well, we got to go to a break, but I love it. Pay it you off. Get it. Pay do it off. It. Six do months, it. you'll have eighteen thousand bucks. You'll be good to go. Do you listen to The Ramsey Show for motivation? You want to know what's even more motivating? Attending a Ramsey event, the ultimate motivational experience that's fully focused on helping you eliminate money stress. Join us for the Total Money Makeover Weekend on May 10th and 11th in Nashville and leave money stress at the door for good. Podcast listeners use the code 50OFF to save $50 on standard level tickets. Get yours at RamseySolutions.com slash events. So the holiday season always creates conversation around stuff and what we have, and especially you parents out there, if you have kids and you got the Amazon booklet with all the toys my kids did, and they circled every single thing in it as I opened it. And I was like, oh, really, children? Really? Is that, is that, all, is that all that you want? Is that all that you feel like you need? Uh, but that contentment piece is is so huge. And it's one that I keep kind of drilling into my kids. Where I'm like, you guys, that excitement. My my six-year-old the other day, she just was so mad. I put this on, I put this story on Instagram. She was just so mad in her room. And I was like, what's wrong, Caroline? She's like, I'm so mad at Brilliant Sky, which is a toy store here in Franklin. I was like, why are you mad at Brilliant Sky? She was like, there's so many great toys and I can't have any of them. And I was like, oh, well. <laughs> I feel that way about J. Crew. I get it. Like I get, it. I want all that stuff. That would have been a perfect Caroline. time for you to be like, "Well, honey, I wrote a book." I know, oh, I know. <laughs> well, I was like, but it's a constant conversation, especially if you have little kids in your life. Of like, you guys, listen, you can have the fun toy, but that excitement that you want out of that fun toy fades in about fifteen minutes, right. and especially the younger you are, the faster that fades. Uh, but it's true for adults and kids. And so, yeah, that is one reason I wrote uh, my book. I'm glad for what I have. It's my first children's book, and it's out today. It's launch day. And it has beautiful illustrations. It's so fun, but it's just a great book to remind kids and adults, the reader, that stuff is not bad, but it doesn't fulfill you the way you think it does. So it's going to be a great Christmas gift or even Thanksgiving gift if you have kids in your life. So make sure to check that out. And we have other great meaningful gifts for Christmas at our $12 sale at RamseySolutions.com slash store. So there's books like The Total Money Makeover, Baby Steps Millionaires, own your past, change your future, all for just $12. And the questions for humans, uh, cards that John has done is there for less than $10 or as low as $10. And the Christmas edition is back and those sold out last year. So make sure to check it out. So some great stuff out there uh, to actually help create great habits, great conversations around your life and your money for this Christmas. So again, check it out at RamseySolutions.com slash store. Hey, real quick, before we go to call, I want to call this out for parents out there. So I took I take my son to breakfast to Waffle House. Free advertising. There you go. Uh, we go to we go to Waffle House every Tuesday. Not this Tuesday, but last Tuesday. I am starting to pregame, and mm-hmm. I said, Hank, this year we're not going to buy fifty things. We're going to do a couple of things here, and then we're going to do some educational stuff because his mom and I are nerds, and we're going to have a couple of clothes, that kind of stuff. Some museums. Yeah, exactly. Just books and things like that. And he looked at me, and you know what he said? 
He goes, yeah, that's exactly what you said last year. I'll see if you hold to it. Oh, my God. And so really quick, I was using my son in this big announcement like, uh. hey, Christmas is going to look different. But I was trying to get my son to make me feel okay yeah. because I have told myself a lie that the only way my kids will love me and the only way my kids will feel fulfilled is if I buy a bunch of crap. Yep. And it was my 13-year-old going, well, that's cute, Dad. Cool. Um, you always tell us that and then you buy a bunch of and stuff you don't because, fulfill, yeah. because you're insecure. He didn't say <laughs> it. But, <laughs> but so parents, we often point it to the kids it's often us oh, yes. who try to buy our way out of, or buy our kids' love or to put stuff under the tree because we feel guilty that we're always at work or whatever. Yep. We have to be okay with ourselves too. Yes. And maybe as we read this book to our children, we need to absorb that message too. That is. That's right. That's I know, That was one of my goals in it. And it's so funny, even with the Christmas conversation, I remember last year taking a picture of like our Christmas setup because people do that on Instagram and they're like, Christmas... You, I know you hate it, John. And I did it. And I was like, yeah, we like, I don't know. We had some good toys. And everyone was like, I love the minimal Christmas. Oh my gosh. Like that was every comment. And I was like, oh man. And at first, one second, I was like, did we not get our kids enough stuff? And then I thought, no, we had a budget. And I'm not going to go. I'm not. I don't want to like load it with a bunch of crap of stuff. It's just toy stuff is so annoying. It's just, it's just gets everywhere. And it's like, you got sonic toys that dear come god in the please be with rachel winston they're clearly struggling all of it i don't know it just was really funny so i feel like i practice what i preach subconsciously well, I'm, <laughs> that's I'm, how it was i'm, no, I'm just going kidding. forth this year so good all right up next we got Allie in new york city hey Allie, welcome to the show Allie, are you there hi hey Allie, yes, what's I'm up here. hi what's hi up? how can we help um so um actually about a month ago i purchased the financial peace university stuff and um, I was going to do it with my husband um, because we had gotten into some debt and things were not great um, but we had a plan and we were going to get ourselves out of it um, and he was changing jobs and we had a really big plan um, and then he died uh, about a week ago oh honey and, oh um, gosh Allie I'm so sorry so, what happened? Which was a tongue. Allie, what happened? I don't know. I, I don't know. No. I don't know. I don't know. What was I his don't name? Know yet. Uh, Bill. Bill. Hmm. So, um, I have children that I need to take care of, and things are changing very quickly, and our house was being sold, and I am going forward with that plan because financially I really need to do that. So, here's my point. Um, I don't like so I, there's like sort of the traditional financial peace way of doing things you know i um we didn't get to start it but i'm actually taking the first class tonight and i um, know like what the steps are but um so much has changed so quickly and i really need to think about um do i buy a house for them do i rent um i want to have some sort of stability um i just have all these really really major choices that i'm being faced with and i don't yeah. know what my first step should be yeah so this is super super important number one i'm so sorry i'm heartbroken with you um i can hear it in your voice this is a week ago yeah it's brand new okay mm -hmm. um do you have somebody that can hold your hand right now no i i have to be a, alone for a little bit there's been a lot of people around a lot and they're okay. helpful they're great but i have 
kids and I'm trying to be um, okay when I'm home. So I try to okay, do cu- things when I'm out of the house. Okay. A couple of things here. Number one, the greatest gift you can give your kids right now is to let them see their mommy be super, super sad. If you try to become perfect in front of them, become an iron statue of strength and stability, they're going to feel that humongous hole in their heart and they're going to think they're crazy. And it sounds counterintuitive, but if they see mommy cry and they come sit with mom and y'all weep together and then you say, let's go get something to eat, that's going to be the greatest gift because they're going to know they're not crazy. They're just like their mommy and their mommy's really, really strong. Okay? Yeah. That's number one. Number two, the greatest wisdom I ever got during some pretty profound loss and as I've sat with people over the years, don't do anything permanent for six months to a year. If the house was already being sold and that was already in the works and that's the right decision for y'all, then fine. Please don't run out and buy a house. Please don't do that. And everybody's going to give you this and that and this. The stability, quote unquote, for your kids is going to come from y'all. It's not going to come from a geographic location right now. Okay? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're going to get a thousand different pieces of advice. Please double yeah. back on this one. Don't buy a house right now because you don't know what six months from now or a year from now is going to look like. When it comes to job, yeah. when it comes to moving back with family, when it comes to a, your business closes, who knows what's going to look yeah, like. Yeah, it's the big decisions, Allie, and the small ones. Like even FPU, like if you want to take that tonight, you can, or I would even just wait on that. Like I think that, yes, I want to make sure there's food on the table and your basic bills are covered. So if you feel like that's going to help you get a level of stability, that's great. But even the small tactical stuff with money, I think goes on the back burner yes. even there. I think right now, Allie, to really? grieve. Yes. I, I really, I, I would take the pressure off. And again, if you feel like you need that for an educational standpoint, th- that's fine. But I don't want you to feel this pressure that you have to get every single thing in order right now. I think the number one thing for you is to grieve and to get this house sold because it's in the process. Find a place to rent, make sure food is on the table, lights are on, your basics are covered. But I would sit in that for about two to three months. And then if you feel like, okay, now I can start to actually learn and, and, and expand in that way, I would do that. But if you'll hold the line, that, yeah. Emily's going to pick up um, and we're going to give you some stuff, Allie. And we are so sorry. So sorry. Our scripture of the day comes from Philippians 4.12. I know what it is to be in need and I know what it is to have plenty. 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 That was my southern accent coming through. Plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in every, in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty. There it is again, plenty or in want. Thank you, Paul. In case you're wondering, America, uh, there is not a reading quiz before accepting the job of Pl- personality. Plenty. I was saying plen- plenty. Plenty. I, was, I sound like an English accent or a southern accent. Oh, you sound like you've. Or like six Xanax into the <laughs> afternoon is what you sound like. Oh plenty? What's so hard about plenty? Plenty. I don't know. Bob's saying I said it okay. I don't know. Of it, just, course. it just sounded weird when I said it. Anyways, Jordan Peterson says, perhaps you are overvaluing what you don't have and undervaluing what you do. Because you might have pl- plant- plenty. 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 
plant, planty, planty. Planty. That's Listen, what you say when you walk into like a, you, a, an apartment. It has lots of plants. It's like it feels planty in here. Feels a little. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how many apartments you walked in and said that, John. But good for you. Good for you. Well, you guys, the Ramsey Show annual listener survey is live now. Give us good ratings, me and John. You know, this this was a this oh, yeah. Was a, you just this was you just did a bang here. up transition there between. So I can't read, but you should vote me. We vote me good. want to know what you love about the show. We want to know. Uh, what you want to hear more about, everything around this show, we want this show to be helpful to you. So knowing what you want and what you like, what you don't like, all of it is helpful to us. So if you'll text SURVEY to 33789 or visit RamseySolutions.com slash SURVEY, fill that out for us because it helps us here on The Ramsey Show. So you can sign up today and actually enter to win a $500 gift card, which is amazing. So Hey, real quick off that last call. Yes. This is super important. Um especially as we enter into the holiday season, unfortunately, um, this will happen. This will happen. Um, holiday seasons sometimes see a spike in people who pass away for any number of reasons. And as the caller in the last call said, she didn't even know. Right? Didn't even yeah. know. Please give your family the greatest gift you can give them, which is a will this holiday season. Get a will. And life insurance. Yes, and life insurance. Separate from your job. In that last call, he was transitioning jobs. He's moving from job A to job B. And please, please um, do that. One year, my parents got all three of us kids long-term care insurance for themselves. And we all applauded. It was the, <laughs> one of the greatest gifts ever, right? It yes, was amazing. Yes, Because we all were kind of quietly talking like, hey, if something happens to mom, like, do you got any money? Do you got, like, we were yeah, kind of talking. Right. And that's what they got for, it was a, what a gift. Yes. Even if you tell your adult kids or your teenage kids, kids, we got life insurance. They might go, oh, I wanted an Xbox, but I promise yep. they'll be happy. Absolutely. Get a will. A will, please. yeah. Mama Bear Legal Forms. Check them out. And Xander Insurance for term life insurance. Please, but yeah, taking please, please. care of your your family and this stuff, you guys, it's a sometimes it's an awkward discussion for people or they don't want to face reality and maybe even your parents, you know, like you were saying even with your parents, John. But having those conversations and encouraging the people in your life to have things taken care of because um which is because life happens and we see that all the time on the show and just like Allie in the last segment, it's just terrible and heartbreaking. But when that stuff is in order, it gives some peace and stability to a really hard and sad situation. So it's a great point, John. <sighs> all right. Up next, we have Beth in LA, Los Angeles. Hey, Beth, welcome to the show. Hi, I'm actually just calling because I need some encouragement. I have known about FPU for years, 16, 17 years since I've been married and for some reason, it's just taken me till June to finally get on board and my husband get on board. So we paid off 23000 but we have nice. 83000 to go. And I just feel like I've kind of lost that, like, drive not to mm. keep going, but, like, I just need encouragement because I feel like we started too late with this and there's just so many pressures going on, like, not going to have enough for our kids. We're not going to have a house because we mm. started too late. So I just kind of need like, no, you got this. You can keep going. It's okay. You're yeah. yeah. How old are you guys, Beth? Um, I'm 38. My husband's 40. Okay. How old are your kids? Uh, three and seven. Okay. So great. Well, for sure, it's not too late. Let not even just, close. No, let me just say that out loud. And you guys are in a hard journey, Beth. Like, this isn't easy. If it was easy, everybody would do this. And you guys have just started in June. 
So you're kind of six months in and a little bit of that newness and the excitement of something new has probably faded and you're realizing, oh my gosh, (laughs) like this is the path that we're on. For what, how many, how many more years have you guys mapped out this? Probably two more years? Um, yeah, June, January 2026 is what the plan date is. Okay. We're putting 3500 a month. Two years. Towards our debt. Okay. okay. That's can amazing. I ask, can I ask you a hard question? Yeah. Why Why Los Angeles? Why one of the most expensive places on planet Earth to live? Because <laughs> it's where my family is. Boo, my, not a good answer. Uh, God, What's another answer? I know. God, God, keep bring, God keeps bringing us back here. No. Nope. My husband and I have moved around three different no, times. No, you can't pawn that one off on God. You keep getting back in a moving van and going back to L.A. is what you keep doing. <laughs> I have a very good job, though. All right. How much do you guys make in a year? Uh... We make ten thousand a month after taxes, so I may bring in one sixteen, and he's mm-hmm. at seventy five. Okay, yeah. So one twenty after taxes, yeah, yeah. So Beth, I mean, I I think you know this is a it's a marathon, it's not a sprint. And for where you guys are, you're right at that twenty four month mark that you have twenty four months to go, and continuing to put your head down and just and driving it down. I mean, it's 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 amazing how easily you can be distracted. And especially when you make great money, I mean, you guys are bringing home 120 um, and feeling like, oh my gosh, we work hard, but we're not able to go and do the things we want to do with it. It's that continual going back, going back, going back when things are hard, going back. And I would celebrate along the way. Is this 83,000? Is it broken up into multiple debts? Yeah, they're smaller. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So like have things that you guys do as a family to, to small celebrations. I mean, it could be something as, I don't know, Maybe you, we always say don't go out to dinner, but maybe it's like, hey, one night we're going to go and enjoy a dinner out, or maybe we're going to go and do this thing. You you had the chains, the yeah. the visual things with the um, the construction paper John did. But yeah, I mean, finding, finding these elements that you can say, okay, we've checked that off. We've checked that off. We've checked that off. But it's two years, Beth. I'm like, by the time you're 40, all of it's going to be done. Like, it's not that long. Do you know that either? I mean, you've got this. Yeah. And let me tell you this. Thank you. There Thank is you. that part where I love that, Rachel, you said marathon, because right as you were talking, here's what I thought of. I thought of the gun goes off in the marathon and everyone is like waving flags and it feels so great. And you're like, I'm going to run 26 miles. And then you're like, you're at like mile three and a half. And you realize, oh, geez, I'm tired. This. Nobody's cheering. This weirdo's breathing all weird behind me. And I have 23 more miles. And here's here's your option. You can quit or you just keep putting one foot in front of the other. And so I think it's really important that you and your husband map out like the social norming part here. There's going to be some moments of excitement like, yes, there's going to be some moment of I hate you. I hate money. I hate everybody. (laughs) There's going to be some like if you ask me to have a stay in date one more time. I like. I'm just gonna set the apartment on fire just to watch something burn. Like, I want you to know all those feelings are totally normal. You're not crazy. You're not broken. Okay. It, this is a discipline march from here on out. Mm-hmm. Is, I'm gonna do the right thing next month, and I'm gonna do the right thing the month after that. And I'm gonna. Ha- I love what Rachel said. Me and my wife had little little change, like when you're a kid and you're gonna go, like go on a ski trip or something, or Christmas is coming, and we just put every. Um, every dollar amount we were going to pay for the next X number of months and we hung it in our bedroom. It was so ridiculous, but I wanted it every day that I woke up on to see it. And we just ripped mm. one of those things off. And, and Beth, no, too, as you guys are pushing through the hard, this hard season, this like slump that you're feeling, 
that's yeah. that's the care that's the stuff where you're continuing to say we're going to do what we said we're going to do and that discipline that's created in that and not the flashy exciting moments of life it's it is in the dirt and in the mess and in the frustration but you continue to do what you said you're going to do that level of stability beth and that level of refining and that level of maturity is the same spirit that's going to carry you guys when you start to build wealth and beth who's 50 who has awesome money in her Roth IRA and she's killing it and you guys are like living the dream. What you had and what you went through in this process is the same character that's going to hold you in that. So we believe in you. We see this every day, Beth. You got this, Beth. You got this. Well, thanks to all the guys in the booth, including Emily, John. Thank you so much. And thank you, America, for listening. This is The Ramsey Show. Hey guys, I'm Rachel. And I'm George. And you've probably heard our voices before on The Ramsey Show. And do we have a surprise for you? Yep, we have our very own show, Smart Money Happy Hour, where we talk about pop culture, current events, and of course, money. George, it's a great show. And what else do we talk about? So much, Rachel. Not enough, and yet too much. We talk about (laughs) guilt tipping, because tipping is out of control, and I won't stand for it anymore, which is why I'm sitting. I'm glad you're taking such a stand. And we also talk about something else I'm passionate about, Disney adults. Oh, George. Why is it a thing? Listen, some adults still find the magic. Sure. We also talk about toxic money traits and girl math. And if you don't know what those are, you have to listen to the podcast. Yeah, there's a lot there, you guys. It's pretty fun. We keep you relevant is what I'm trying to say. We help you out. So pull up a chair to the happy hour you wish your friends were having. We promise you won't regret it. And if you don't have friends, we'll be your friends. We will. We're great friends. So make sure to check it out on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, or the Ramsey Network app.